she's been wandering when we're going down to the riverside. Welcome to Cheese Underground Radio. I'm Jeannie Carpenter. Thanks so much for joining us. This week we visit Door Artisan Cheese in Egg Harbor, Wisconsin, the newest artisan cheese factory to be built in America's Dairyland. Owner and master cheesemaker Mike Brennanstool gives us a tour of his new facility and talks about what it's like to start over from scratch. Stay with us. It's buzzing in my ear. I'm going with my sweet Monica to the river's edge of the Pacatonica. Today's Cheese Underground Radio is sponsored by Dairy Connection Incorporated, supplier of cultures, enzymes, cheesemaking supplies, and trusted expertise since 1999. A family-owned business based in Madison, Wisconsin, the dedicated Dairy Connection team takes pride in its commitment to be the premier supplier to artisan, specialty, and farmstead cheesemakers nationwide. To learn more, visit dairyconnection.com. Imagine building a brand new artisan cheese factory. You've made your very first batch of cheese and just days later opened your retail store. It's the beginning of a busy tourist season in Door County, Wisconsin. Customers are flowing in, eager to see a state-of-the-art factory, cheese market, restaurant, and wine counter. You've got cases filled with nearly 100 different cheeses, charcuterie from around the world, and specialty food items for sale. But everyone wants one thing, to taste and buy your cheese. Their problem? None of it will be ready for months. Before we had our cheeses in the case, and we always knew when Mike had been talking to guests about cheese, because we had all these requests for Rembrandt Gouda out of the case. You've been talking to, you've been talking to our cheese maker. <laughs> Well, it, that's hard. You, you open up a big, a really nice cheese shop, and you haven't had time to age out any cheese for sale oh, yet. It was, it was brutal in the beginning. I mean, we did good sales from day one, and we didn't have, I mean, how do you explain to people they come into your shop, and, I want some year cheese, I want some year cheese. Well, we just started making it, you know, we couldn't even sell a Colby, it was all, you know, a week old. We started making all the fresh stuff right away. Jack and Colby and Cheddar and you know all of the stuff that we could just get out fresh you know and even that takes a month you know to to get it done. So. Thank goodness yeah. for cheese curds. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Cheese curds they save everyone plus they're yummy. That was Mary Beth Hill general manager at Door Artisan Cheese in Egg Harbor Wisconsin and master cheesemaker Mike Brennanstool, the owner who worked for years to design and open Wisconsin's newest cheese plant. I sat down with both of them last week to talk about what it's like to build a business from the beginning. Um, but uh, August of uh, 16, we uh, blasted our first stick of dynamite. and uh, Dynamite? <laughs> so I, I take it we're sitting on a lot of rock here? Uh, Door County is primarily all rock from mm. the... Niagara escarpment, so um, we uh, we actually had to uh, dynamite, and we actually removed about 34,000 cubic yards of rock 
for our foundation to pour. Wow. And we did go down about 18 feet into the ground. So wow. the facility is uh, 18,000 square feet. It's uh, uh, 10, 000, two stories, uh, 10,000 on the upper level and 8,000 on the lower level uh, where our caves and, and other utilities and things are. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, a lot of rock. So where does all that rock go? Um, well, the, uh, in, in particular with this uh, site, it was an old orchard, and so there was a lot of uh, environmental uh, regulations that we had to follow. And um, the, the site was actually pitched from the north heading to the south. And um, so what we ended up doing is removing that material and crushing the rock. And then where we're sitting now in the restaurant and the in the atrium, the uh, the um, patio and all the adjacent wall mm -hmm. over here, that was created. That was the fill went in there to create the false ledge, okay. so that we could build a nice patio. So we had to reuse it on site. So that's pretty. So you took out thirty-four thousand pounds cubic, cubic yards. yards of rock, and then you crushed it back up and now we're sort of sitting on it because you built pretty it much, up. Pretty <laughs> much. You got it pretty much. That's exactly. Huh. Mary, Mary Beth, you know, and the whole team uh, was here from the very beginning, our whole management team. So, um, I mean, we had, it was kind of neat the first day that we had the bulldozer here, you know, Mary Beth was in the bulldozer, you know. <laughs> That's why I had hesitated when I said, what's your... You asked me what my position yeah, was, yeah. little of this, little of that, maintenance, so, construction. Yeah, mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun with it, but uh, so, you know, and it, it did take, uh, you know, it took the better part of, uh, oh, nine months to complete the project. And we finally were able to uh, uh, open up the facility for our first day on the 22nd of April of this year so okay. it's been just a little more than five months yeah that's not that's not very long and um, four months yeah i'm sorry <laughs> it seems yeah, longer because you've been here the entire time oh man yeah it uh, <laughs> it seems like it's been years doesn't it mary beth <laughs> it seems like it's been years some days <laughs> yeah yeah so tell me how you and mary beth know each other um, or why, why, why choose Mary Beth to be your, your general manager? Well, she was the logical choice for a number of reasons. Um, uh, Mary Beth and I go back some almost 10 years. And when I had owned Seymour um, Dairy Products, a blue cheese manufacturer, um, Mary Beth uh, was our national sales manager hmm. at Seymour. So we worked pretty closely during that period of time doing trade shows, IDDBA, fancy food shows, you know, among um, on countless samplings and, and tastings and things. So, um, but it, you know, we both went our separate ways after Seymour um, was sold. And um, when the project, actually, to be honest with you, I contacted you before I decided to do the project about a year and a half before. She's nodding her head, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it was kind of a weird deal because I just had to talk to somebody conceptually about it and knew I needed to have some people. And 
And long story short is when the time came to start forming the management team, I needed to have a, a strong person with um, not just a, a cheese, which she has, but someone who has a pretty good grip on the whole culinary scene with uh, wine and you know craft beers and the charcuterie. That's exactly what I was trying to bring up here was to bring some finer parts of, of the new culinary experience up into Door County. So we just talked and um, I did a good sales job because I you know, told her it was a gift and uh, she might have a different idea of what that gift is right now. But, <laughs> but you know, she was hired with the intent to be the general manager and we know that you know, she's a career professional salesperson and um, I happen to have enough business acumen that I can you know I wanted to try this so the goal is, is for her to work closely with me sustain our cheese sales learn about the the overall business and uh, move it forward and I must say that it's you know it's working out so tell me tell me about the cheeses that you're making and and how you decided to make those cheeses um, you know, the uh, starting with the construction of the cheese making area, I wanted to build a, a small artisan cheese plant that had the flexibility to do many, many different kinds of cheese. There's a lot of cheese makers that have a specific cheese that that's their expertise in, and uh, they design their facilities to just do that cheese. and. I've been blessed to have worked for a lot of different companies and make uh, just a tremendous diverse amount of cheeses. So knowing that and knowing that I wanted to produce small batches of all of these different varieties, we designed the cheese plant to be able to um, do that. So we can make a Swiss style cheese, we can make a Gouda, we can make mozzarella, we can make a provolone, you know, mm. we can we, may, we can make a bandage cheddar. Um, we have Italian varieties of cheeses, which I'm very well versed in. And we're even going to do some blues. Wow. So. That would be exciting because I have fond memories of these Seymour <coughs> blues. Mm -hmm. They were yummy. Yeah, we're, um, we're going to do um, you know, some similar types of blues uh, to those. I have a, uh, a blue Shropshire cheese that is a raw milk cheese, by the way, and um, and it's um, uh, similar but a little different than the wine lace cheese that I had when mm -hmm. I was at Seymour mm -hmm. in conjunction with Red Barn. So it is different. There's a different mold and there's some different uh, flavor adjuncts, and I believe it'll be better. Than, than that cheese, but it's a, that's a true cheddar, Shropshire, and uh, it's, um, uh, we made it about three weeks ago, so it's just starting to develop the mold, and uh, needs about 90 days to, you know, to cure that, at least 90. Will it have a natural more. rind? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, actually, it's going to be a, uh, uh, a rindless cheese. We will continue to wash it with salt water. Okay. Uh, so it will not have a mold rind on it, um, much like the wine lace. 
So, um, it, which means that we have to take a lot of care, you know, in washing yeah. it throughout the day. It's a high maintenance cheese. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, and we have the perfect environment to do that. And we have the people in our affinage downstairs in our caves that will be able to take that. And, then, you know, there again, we're small batch. We're, we're not doing high, 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 high volume of that. So, that's going to be a nice cheese. We're calling it 1265. Oh. So you told me this earlier, yeah. and uh, I don't think Mary Beth, you were here, he had me guess why it was named 1265. So I'm like, well, it can't be to do with the aging because it has to be more than age in 65 days or 12 days. And I was like, oh, is that the year that Shropshire was invented in England? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, mm, no, try again. Good guess. And I've actually already forgotten what the name is about. Well, the, uh, the name is uh, in relation to the home corporate oh, yeah. address of the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to write this down. So what is their 1865? What? No, it's 1265. See, I've already got it wrong. <laughs> 1265 Lombardi Avenue. You can tell I don't live in, in no, Green Bay. You know, yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Well, it's going to be a, um, you know, a green and gold cheese. So I thought that that would be a, a fitting, uh, because we're you know, heavy-duty Packer fans yeah. up here. So I thought that that would be a good fit. So I predict that will be a good seller. Yeah. So we'll just see how the cheese turns out. I would say that by uh, uh, Christmas time, the cheese will be right in its prime. So. In time for the Super Bowl. In time for the Super Bowl. Packers yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, time for when the Packers win the Super Bowl. We can yeah. eat 1265. That's right. Mm-hmm. So Mary Beth was kind enough to take me down to the, um, the caves yeah. and show me. And the first thing I saw were these little barrel cheeses. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen a form or a mold like that before. So tell me about that. Well, I, how I do my cave tours, and this is a true story. Um, when my family uh, was making cheese and uh, my small town, hometown of... Uh, Simcoe, Wisconsin, we made a cheese uh, for a company called Frigo okay. Cheese, and it was a, a Sardo Romano, and this goes back into the late 60s and okay. early 70s. So as I learned the trade and learned how to make cheese at the family place, when I was like 16, maybe 15, I made my first full vat of cheese, and I made a vat of Sardo Romano. Hmm. That little round barrel is uh, and was quite popular for a long period of time. And for whatever reason, um, going into the 80s, that size just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. And, um, it, you know, so um, I always thought it was, you know, the cutest nicest size cheese perfect for deli case yeah and also it has like this it has a ribbon almost around it that, that sticks yes. out yeah yeah maybe were you think the forms were too hard to wash or you know i don't know when i made cheese the forms were made out of galvanized steel <laughs> <laughs> so that that tells a little bit of age but yeah. you know um it, it is made yet today in the world but i would beg to say that uh, we are the only manufacturer in North America that uses that size and shape of cheese mold. Wow. 
where, so where did you did you have those made or where did you even yeah, find those molds? Um, so the uh, this sardo it's called a sardo s-a-r-d-o and that mold originated in Italy on the island of Sardinia. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes so sense. So the cheesemakers that made cheese on the island of Sardinia were notorious for making Romano. That was their that's the big the big deal over in Sardinia. And uh, for whatever reason they developed these hundreds of years ago these this shape and it's it's stuck. Mm -hmm. So when I decided to do the project here, I um, I, I wanted to get back to my root, formal, you know, early roots of cheesemaking. Mm -hmm. And so I looked and I looked and I looked and I couldn't and couldn't find and finally after about three and a half months, I found a manufacturer in Italy that would, that would make these forms. So I purchased uh, enough forms to do a vat or so of cheese and so um, we're going to uh, create a whole line of cheeses uh, based on that shape. Oh, we may do cool. a Petite Swiss in that. <laughs> we may do a Sardo Romano. We're doing a, uh, a Parmesan now. You saw in the cave the, the red uh, wheel. Mm -hmm. We call that rosette. And, and why, how is that red? What's it washed in? It's washed in an Italian red wine. Ooh, and I can't yummy. tell you the wine because it's, <gasps> it's, it's top secret. secret. Well, let's give him some wine, then maybe he'll open up. <laughs> we should start drinking it. So it, it gets brined in the okay. um, in the wine for five days. Okay. And then we pull it out, and it's got a, a beautiful, um, the flavor of that wine and the Parmesan, the sweetness of the Parmesan is, is a real nice combination. Mm. And um, so... Um, we think it's going to be a big hit. It is in limited quantity because we're only brining, I think, four wheels a week now. So Four uh, wheels a week? Four little wheels. I'm sure we could ramp up production. So I'm going to have to come up here we're to gonna buy sell it. it. Yeah, we're yeah. going to sell it on a limited basis and see how it goes. But I think that's going to be one of our standard, you know, mm -hmm. staple uh, custom cheeses that we have. So we'll do that. We'll do a. a um, um, we might even do some type of uh, fontina or something in that shape. So uh, you know, it's limitless what we can do. Mm -hmm. So that we hope that that kind of leads into when people see that shape, that they that they recognize that oh, this is that cheese that came out of Door County. Right. Oh, I, th I think they will because it's. A very recognizable shape. It's yeah. the first thing I, of all the cheeses that you had in your cave, I was like, what is that? Because <laughs> I've never seen anything like that yeah. before. Yeah, it's going to be unique and hopefully the cheeses will stand up to the the quality of the shape. Yeah. Is your, do you plan to sell everything you make here or will your cheeses be available elsewhere? Well, we want to do some um, um, regional distribution. Um, I think it's, uh, we certainly don't want to limit ourselves to just selling cheese through the store and mail order. So I think um, we we are not going to be a major, major um, distributor into the retail trade, but we'll have our little pockets of, you know, of high-end food stores and cheese stores and things, and I think we'll find a niche, you know, because the cheeses that we make certainly are... We use premium milk, 
you know, and we have um, cheese, you know, we got two master cheese makers on staff and the cheeses we make are often are at cave age, which takes more uh, time and, you know, we'll, we'll go through the whole affinage uh, process. So I think it's, there's some, we're, we're adding cost to the cheese, certainly, but the value is, is the end product, what we give out is going to be you know, a real high-end, right. uh, unique style cheese. That's what we want to get is, you know, probably about four or five of our own American originals that we produce that nobody else produces. Mm -hmm. so. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary Beth, maybe we'll look forward to it once she gets some sleep. <laughs> Do you sleep very much, Mary Beth? Are you here all the time? Well, it's getting better, but it's we knew that with, because it's a startup business. We're new. Uh, there's a lot of pieces to the business, as we talked about, between the restaurant, the retail market, and the cheese plants. So it was a lot to get started. It's a new market for us. So there's a lot of learning involved in terms of what our guests want, mm -hmm. who they are, where they're coming from, what they're looking for from us. And it's been a very positive experience so far. Well, and when you come in the door, it's for people who haven't been here, it's not like you're just selling your cheese. You have, what, probably 100, 150 other cheeses that you're selling. And you, so you have, you have two sections. You have a section where it's kind of like grab and go, that the cheeses have already been packaged. But then you have a lovely um, case where you're doing all cut to order, which is a lot of work. <laughs> I, I, I've been there. I know how much work that is. So really kudos to you guys for taking that on. And you have some really nice cheeses in there. I saw you have Oma from, uh, from uh, Jasper Hill, mm -hmm. Trappist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cheeses that you normally see in a, you know, a cheese shop in Chicago. You've got here in Door County. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a tribute to the folks that are coming up from Chicago. Uh, it was a little bit of a, a trial and error because I wasn't sure what really what our customers were going to want to see in the case. So the, the focus was initially to be Wisconsin, of course, until our cheeses were ready, mm -hmm. and then regional, and then domestic. That was kind of the idea because we're all about representing this area and having people enjoy different tastes from this area. But there's some, as you know, Jeannie, wonderful cheeses from all across the country. And Oma's a good example. Yeah. And even the blue that we brought in, the Bailey, Bailey Hazen, which you were sampling earlier, um, Mike had awesome to say cheese. that that's a, one of his that's, favorites so far. It has now. to be one of the best blue cheeses I've ever eaten, you know. Uh, so balanced and just the right combination of flavor and body and creaminess. It's, uh, I would say it would stand up to a, an Otter Case Reserve for sure. Mm -hmm. Almost. It's really good. Almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be making our own signature blue cheese too. And I can't exactly tell you the name yet because I haven't got approval from my general manager. So, so that's uh, all right. But I guarantee you it'll be a, it'll be a unique cheese and it will, it will probably stand up and, and match what Otter Case and Reserve uh, came through, you know, how, how those turned out, so. So it sounds to me like you missed making cheese, but between the time that you sold Seymour and you started this, did you make cheese anywhere? No, I, uh, okay. I, I worked with uh, Great Lakes Cheese for a couple of years and uh, in their corporate level, I still maintained an office in Seymour, but did a lot of traveling, worked in R&D and uh, did some, um, uh, specialty cheese marketing and things like that at the corporate level 
And then I left, I, I went to uh, work for about a year for a, uh, a cheese equipment manufacturer. And, uh, but I, you know, and that was, uh, that was okay. Did a lot of travel. But if you really think about it, this is, this was a, um, this project was started and, and the ball started rolling in 2008. And I didn't sell Seymour until 2012. Mm -hmm. So initially the concept was for this type of facility to be a second plant associated with Seymour Dairy. Okay. And doing these unique things because Seymour was limited to only making blue cheeses. So, but it, it never came to fruition. And um, basically, I, uh, I had a conversation one Friday night with my wife that I was probably getting up there. I was 58 years old, and I, if I was ever going to do this dream, I had better start doing it. And she endorsed it, and I. Uh, and the rest is history. I, you know, quit my job and uh, and uh, never looked back. So that leads us to today. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, you know, and I do miss. I my passion is to be over the cheese vat, and you know, and I hope that I can get back. First two months, every day I was in the by the cheese vat working with Jim. Um, to just nail down the recipes of mm -hmm. our basic cheeses. And now, maybe one day a week, two days a week I'm in there, and maybe a little bit more than that, but, um, and I hope to get back to the point where I can really be out there, mm -hmm. you know. This whole thing is about educational purposes too. We want to do pairings and we want to talk about cheeses, and, and uh, I have a, a microphone that I get uh, wired up to, so a guest can come in and talk to me while I'm cheddaring a vat of cheese, you know, or something, you know, or running a curd mill or stirring a vat out or ditching a vat or salting a vat or whatever. So. Well, kudos to you for multitasking. I'm not yeah. sure I could be answering questions and cheddaring curd. Oh, that's, a, that's the fun part. <laughs> so and you get some crazy questions, but it's, uh, it is a lot of fun to engage with the guests, and I think that's a big deal with you too, Mary Beth, mm -hmm. is to, uh, whether it's cheese or helping someone match a cheese with a fine bottle of wine from South Africa or, you know, New mm -hmm. Zealand, um, or, you know, helping to build a custom cheese and charcuterie platter for somebody's wedding anniversary, they'll come in and say, Mary Beth, can you, uh, can you put something together? You know, we, we kind of like this and this. And so we built numerous custom cheese plates, uh, cheese and meat mm -hmm. plates. So that's kind of neat, you know, and the people really appreciate it. And we got some really nice, high quality product. I mean, it's, uh, we got the best of the best when it comes to the cured meats and cheeses for that matter, mm -hmm. you know, and wines. Absolutely. We got about 150 wines from all over the world, so. And we have guests who really enjoy spending an afternoon with us. They could come in and think they're going to just buy some cheese curds or sample some cheeses, but then they end up spending hours between <laughs> mm -hmm. sampling the cheeses and learning about cured meats, doing a little wine tasting or a beer tasting, watching the cheesemakers make going the cheese. Going down in the caves. Going for a tour. 
And then, oh, by the way, we have this wonderful chef creating wonderful food, uh, creative cuisine in our restaurant. Maybe we should stay for lunch. So we really encourage our guests to enjoy our lovely patio. We have the fire pits that we're going now because it's feeling like fall at night. Uh, we had entertainment during the week, so some folks would just stay and enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese plate out on our patio and enjoy music. So it really is something for everybody. If you're interested in reading more about Door Artisan Cheese and the American originals they're creating, visit my blog, cheeseunderground.com. Our program today was produced with the help of Uriah Carpenter, who absolutely loves it when we analyze his aversion to hugging. Uriah is not a hugger. <laughs> but he always gets a hug from me, whether he likes it or well, not. Well, he's, I think he's fine at accepting hugs, but he does not really initiate them. Oh. I think Jeff Jerick initiates them. So that's it for today. Next week, if all goes to plan, we'll be coming to you live from the Basque country of Spain, where we'll be visiting cheesemakers and sheep dairies. Until then, catch up with me on Facebook. Just search Cheese Underground or follow me on Twitter at CheeseGeek. Have a great week. Today's Cheese Underground Radio is sponsored by Dairy Connection Incorporated, supplier of cultures, enzymes, cheesemaking supplies, and trusted expertise since 1999. A family-owned business based in Madison, Wisconsin, the dedicated Dairy Connection team takes pride in its commitment to be the premier supplier to artisan, specialty, and farmstead cheesemakers nationwide. To learn more, visit dairyconnection.com. Well, I'm just so happy for you. Congrat I mean, congratulations. I don't think I said that yet, but congratulations. No, this thank is, you. This thank is you. a masterpiece, and it's, uh, it's very exciting to see somebody building a new artisan cheese plant. <laughs> that just kind of makes my, my heart feel all sort yeah. of warm and tingly. Yeah, we're, we're proud of it. You know, we didn't... Uh, we didn't, you know, cut any uh, expense to, you know, build it. We doing this for the long haul, and uh, it's going to pay dividends for us. And I think we'll make uh, Wisconsin a better, uh, better cheese state because of what we can do here. Because we don't just promote ourselves. It was always in our hope to. We want to um, celebrate the art of cheesemaking in Wisconsin. That's, that's a big deal. And hopefully I can talk some of my cheesemaker friends to come up and make some cheese. So we're providing a stage for all the cheesemakers in Wisconsin and sharing their experiences to the, the mm -hmm. guests and the tourists that come up here. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, so that's, that's the, the end goal is to, is to be able to, to do that. So, well, can't wait. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.